everybody, we'd like to invite you to visit South Dakota through the eyes of local Lou. She'll take you on a tour of lots of things to see and do. So enjoy your virtual visit through the eyes of local Lou. Welcome to the Local Lou Podcast. I've missed you. I have a few little adjustments to make along the way this episode to hopefully tweak this show and make it better for your listening pleasure. I came across something fascinating when choosing this historical marker. It was erected in 2004. Not super new, but not old. Anyhow, this list from history.sd.gov that I've been using to get the number and exact location of the historical markers Well, that list stops right around the year 2000, so I have no number for this historical marker. And then it got me thinking, maybe I'm the only one that cares about the number in the marker. Maybe just the name of the marker is good enough. Maybe I'm trying to format too much or thinking too hard about this, and I should just let things be natural. So here we are, all natural and stuff. Let's give it a go. Historical marker, Arrowhead Park. Settlers arrived in this area in the 1860s. Later, they began quarrying its vast deposits of quartzite. East Sioux Falls, a rough-and-tumble quarryman's town, began in 1887 and flourished for several years. The financial panic of 1893 and technological change led to the demise of the local quarrying industry. In 1982, Dale Weir and his wife and business partner, Dorothy, purchased the attractive prairie that had been O'Hanlon's addition to East Sioux Falls. They built a summer home and access roads and added aerators to keep quarry waters ice-free for wildlife. In 1999, the Weirs gave the property to the city of Sioux Falls for use as a park They chose the name Arrowhead Park for their 131-acre gift because, as seen from the air, one quarry resembles an arrowhead. The Weirs wanted to save the park area in its natural state, to carefully preserve the trees, shrubs, and grasses to maintain the habitat for the birds and many wild prairie animals, and to ensure populations of fish and waterfowl in the quarry ponds. Most of the trees, shrubs, grasses, and flowers native to the region are found in the park. Trees include the eastern red cedar, cottonwood, box elder, bur oak, and ash, together with a myriad of other smaller plants and wildflowers. Interesting geological features are found in the varied colors of the bedrock quartzite and in the variety of stones and boulders left by glaciers during the Ice Age. Another attractive feature of the park is the unusual 1880 barn, which served as a stable for the quarry company. It is believed to have been designed by the famed architect Wallace Dow. Because of the vision and generosity of Dorothy and Dale Weir in choosing to give us this unique area to the people of the region, succeeding generations will be enriched. Children will have an ideal place to learn about nature and local history, and those of all ages will have a place to experience solitude and to relate to the natural world. People of Sioux Falls owe to the Weirs a lasting debt of gratitude. Historical marker, Arrowhead Park, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 
have some friends that live in Brandon, South Dakota, and Larchwood, Iowa, and I used to babysit for some really awesome people right off of Six Mile Road. So I'm familiar with the area that Arrowhead Park is located off, and I've passed by it a ton of times. It wasn't until recently that I visited. I went a few times in one week to kind of get the vibe of the park. I enjoyed a sunrise, walked the trails, sat by the quarry lakes. I touched this tree that had really barky bark, if that's a thing. I'm not sure I'm describing it right, but the bark was really thick and gnarly looking, and this tree had to be a couple hundred years old. It was really cool. One of the times I went to Arrowhead Park, I had a question about a domestic goose among the Canadian geese. And there was a worker there tending to some of the plants, so I stopped and chatted with her. Elaine was a wealth of information on native vegetation and the history of the surrounding area of East Sioux Falls. She was super helpful and really interesting. And guys, if I had more than a dozen listeners, I may have had the courage to ask her for an on-the-record interview. But I'm not not quite there yet. (laughs) Instead, we just chatted and I soaked in her zest for the park. I learned about native plants as she pointed them out. She would explain them to me. And I kept thinking, I'm not going to remember any of these specifics, but I'm enjoying every second of this. Native prairie plants always remind me of the Oregon Trail as a kiddo. Pretty sure I would have died on that trail (laughs) in real life. But I was really good at making it through the game. There's an old fort, actually, outside of where they do Civil War days in Pipestone, Minnesota. It's Fort Pipestone, and it looks straight out of the Oregon Trail. To explain that, I should mention I'm a 30-something, so when I'm talking about playing Oregon Trail in elementary school, I'm talking about the Learning Center version with the dark green screen and the bright green writing. But then, as I played as a teenager, a newer version on the computer, also, called Oregon Trail 5th Edition. And that was interactive, and for me it was mildly addicting. It's probably why I enjoyed the newest Red Dead Redemption so much, was it's very Oregon Trail adjacent. It's what I'm referencing when I talk about Fort Pipestone. It really looks like it would be a stop along that Oregon Trail, the one in my mind. Side note, I have a Red Dead Redemption poster hanging in my living room. I should really look for an Oregon Trail poster. Back to Arrowhead Park. Dorothy and Dale Weir seem to be a couple to really look up to. From reading their respective obituaries, it seems they had no children. I'm also able to gleam that they had quite the work ethic and were really passionate givers. I don't think I can understand the way that they lived their super cool lives, giving so much of what they had to others to enrich their community. It really takes a certain type of person to not only want to make other people's lives better, but to make your community better as a whole. Dale and Dorothy owned Daniel Olson's business supply for 38 years. They both worked there. Again, these people must be magic to spend all their time together and be so into it. I'm, I'm assuming they were into it if they did it for 38 years. <laughs> I've never had a lot of money, but if I did, I hope I would use it the way that Dale and Dorothy did to share it with my community in really unique and helpful ways. For example, Dorothy's tree, a tree downtown that is decorated in her honor every Christmas. I had no idea that was a thing you could even set up. What a thoughtful gift for his wife and for the community. Some love stories you get a Taj Mahal, and other ones you get a Christmas tree, and I'm totally down for the Christmas tree. In 2010, Sioux Falls Area Community Report, I was able to see what exactly Dale and Dorothy wanted done with their endowment to the area of Sioux Falls. And it's impressive. And I shouldn't be surprised at this point. (laughs) These people might actually be saints. 
The report that I will have links to in the notes of this podcast episode, quote, distribution from this field of interest fund will be used in Dale's words to address a broad range of projects that reflect God's love for his people, faith-based human services, women and children's health and welfare, recreation, environmental preservation, animal welfare, and support of those who stand in need of assistance, end quote. Whomever wrote Dorothy's obituary went out of their way to reference, she lived her life to a high moral standard. And that's just something I don't hear a lot about anymore. I don't remember the last time a peer was described to me by a friend as being highly moral. I might be hanging out with the wrong people. I can't help but want to get to know them better. But maybe that's what Arrowhead Park is for. It's for all of us. It's a free park. You can go and enjoy it without a dime in your pocket. You can walk the trails, enjoy the scenery, view Sioux Falls from a distance, though that distance is getting smaller each year. I believe Sioux Falls does owe the Weirs a lasting debt of gratitude for their amazing vision of what Sioux Falls should offer its people. The Weirs' insanely passionate philanthropy and I guess their over-the-top awesomeness. Arrowhead Park is a beautiful park. Its history is really cool, with Old Courthouse Museum in downtown Sioux Falls being made of the quartzite that was quarried right there in East Sioux Falls. You can go to that building today, right now, the Old Courthouse Museum, and you can touch those rocks. Wallace Dow is rumored to be the architect of the 1880 barn, which is on site at Arrowhead Park, but he is the architect of the Old Courthouse Museum. We know that, like, for sure. And that building is another example of the Richardson Romanesque architecture that we learned just a little tiny bit about in episode two. It's a beautiful building, and the pink sparkly stone really makes it pop in the sunshine. These buildings made of this unique stone are one of the things that really makes Sioux Falls Sioux Falls for me. I haven't seen it showcased anywhere else that I've lived or visited. I appreciate it more and more now that I'm seeing it after knowing where it comes from and hearing the history of the area. As we wave goodbye to Arrowhead Park historical marker, I'm going to tip my hat to Dorothy and Dale Weir. Thank you guys for this gift. As a Sioux Falls local, I appreciate you. Oh, and I love Dorothy's tree every Christmas too. And probably a lot of other cool things that I don't even know about that you guys did. Thanks for listening to my little podcast, guys. Another update. I don't like Facebook at all. So the only way to interact with this podcast for now will be on Instagram. You can find me at Local Lou Podcast. I'll share pictures of the historical markers and just my daily life in South Dakota. Come visit me on Instagram and let me know how I can tweak this show to make it more enjoyable for you. Or if you already like this show, share it with your friends. Check out the show notes for links to some of the info I referenced today. Special thanks to the local artist Claude that made my theme music and the almost local artist Made With Scratch, who's also on Instagram, that is currently working on new cover art to dazzle and attract new listeners. My goal is two dozen listeners, and if you can hear me, you help me get there. Have a great and wonderful day, guys, and see you next time on the Local Lou Podcast. Through the eye.